Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors annual sales event now on. One-off price reductions and special APR finance available during this event. Call in today and save thousands at Blackstone Motors, Drada and Dundalk. You're very welcome to Tuesday afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Today on the show, we meet our new nature and wildlife expert, Billy Flynn. And this afternoon, we're talking about woodlands. I'll also be having the crack with Sarah Cassidy and Kunak McGann about Irish mammies. And we'll hear about an interesting sticker album concept that St Mary's Denor have come up with. But first today, this is Baby Loss Awareness Week. And I'm cognizant of the fact there are a lot of people listening to us on late lunch today who've sadly lost babies. I'm joined on the line now by Kristen Wall to tell her story. Kristen, you're very welcome to the show. Thank you, Jerry. Your first pregnancy, there was no issue. A lovely little boy, Sam, was born. When was that? In 2008, Sam was born, full term, no problems at all. And what happens in your next pregnancy? In 2012, I suffered an atopic pregnancy. I found out about eight, ten weeks, I realised I was having some pains and went into the hospital. And they performed a scan and they discovered that she was an atopic pregnancy. Does it make you even think with an ectopic, should we go again? Did it put any doubts in your mind? I was a little bit nervous about trying to conceive again, but I decided that it was worth another try to give Sam a sibling that he wanted at that stage, you know. So we decided to try again. So in 2012, I got pregnant again with Robin. Had you any issues during the pregnancy? I suffered with um, a few kidney infections during the pregnancy and was treated with antibiotics. Everything else, like she was measuring okay, she was growing healthily, everything seemed fine. So I was 31 weeks, I was starting to feel that her movements weren't as strong. So that was a Saturday night and then on a Sunday morning I decided to call the labour ward to look for some advice that maybe the antibiotics that I was on for a kidney infection was making her movement slow down a little bit. So the advice was basically to take my time and to go over and get checked out. Are you really worried at that stage or just a little worried? A little worried. I was obviously worried to make that call. So I decided, yeah, it was worth going over to get checked out. So we decided to plan the day. Uh, our plan was to go out for some lunch afterwards and to go to the beach as a family just to make the day, I suppose, a little bit nice. So we went over to the hospital anyway, myself, my mum, Robert and Sam stayed in the car while myself and my mum went up to speak to the midwife. 
And that was to be a faithful conversation and a very, very difficult visit. Absolutely. That's when we were told two nurses met us at the door and um, they got me, they did the usual checks and I lay down in the bed and um, the first midwife put the Doppler on my tummy and the room was silent. There was no heartbeat detected at that stage. So another midwife checked and um, again, there was silence. And I, at that stage, I thought maybe Robin had gotten herself into a position where they couldn't find her heart beat and they asked me to go for a scan, which I absolutely was happy to do that. You still were hopeful that despite all that was evolving and the worst fears you might have considered, that there would still be a heartbeat there and everything would be okay? Well, I suppose I was in denial. Um, after getting to 31 weeks, you know, you're, you're, you're over the 12-week hump, your past 24 weeks where if anything happened, baby would still be viable. And then to get to 31 weeks, I was in complete denial. When was the news confirmed? Was it after that scan? After that scan, they brought me in and a lovely doctor, um, her name was Aoife, that really, she really looked after me and I put the scanner on my, on my tummy and um, she just said, I'm so sorry, there's no heartbeat. And I asked her to check again and I think I may have asked her to check a third time, but it was just too difficult to do it a third time because I was so upset. I was absolutely devastated and uh, my mum was with me at that stage and she had to call my husband to ask him and Sam to both come up to to the scanning room to see what the next step was. That must have been a shocking time. It was absolutely devastating, yeah. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. You are carrying a baby then that has no heartbeat and that has gone and was almost on the point of life and delivery and it's a little girl called Robin. How many days did you carry her on for beyond the point of getting that news? Um, I carried her for three days. I That was the Sunday and then I didn't deliver until the Wednesday. So I went home with um, my mum and Robert and Sam and basically took the bed for the three days until until I was due to go back in again. Now, I did have to go over on the Monday to to go through um, some of the medication that they were going to give me and to tell me what was going to happen. And then we also dropped off to Mother Care to buy some, some clothes for her because she was going to be a smaller baby than a newborn. It was a very difficult three days. You feel totally isolated. You don't want anyone to look at you. You just you don't want anyone to say anything to you about your bump. You just feel like you've let down so many people. And then there's the guilt. What did I do wrong? What did I do to deserve this? You're in a scenario where it should be joy and happiness and a new arrival into the world and to your family. And here you are having to arrange a funeral. Yeah. And some of that was actually already started before I even got back into the car. My husband had rang um, my father-in-law and my mother-in-law and um, some siblings and they were all on the case before I even got home. You still have to go through a labour and a delivery and that wasn't easy. Absolutely horrific. It's hard work going through labour under normal circumstances and it's absolutely dreadful when you know that there's nothing going to be there at the end of it that you can bring home. That's the worst part, I suppose, knowing that you're going to have to go through this 
awful experience and to not know what you're going to have in your arms at the end of it. And the fact that she had been gone for three days, that was scary also because you didn't know what her appearance was going to be like, um, whether you could hurt her further by holding her. That was extremely tough. And yet she was born absolutely perfect, tiny but perfect. She was born um, that night, that Wednesday night. um, She was born, she was weighing three pounds seven. She was absolutely perfect in every way. The only thing was her her heart had had stopped beating. Your little boy, Sam, what age was he at that stage? He was uh, just gone for the December. Did he ask questions? He asked an awful lot of questions. He was... He wondered why he couldn't have a sibling like like his friends could have a sibling. But yes, it was a matter of fact about him. So he would have went on to tell people, oh, my sister is in heaven, when he didn't realise how raw it still was. And I suppose that hurt the most. The fact that he was so upset about not having a, a sister to look forward to. For yourself, afterwards, the funeral, all that goes along with that, the grieving, such a testing time for you and and the family you know afterwards when people expect to see you out and about with a baby how difficult was that and had you negative or troubling experiences around that shortly afterwards i remember going to pick up sam from the montessori and i remember feeling kind of totally ashamed that i was going there without my bump now and i remember some of the mothers asking me oh what did you have and um, having to tell them that she was she was gone, that we didn't get to bring Robin home. And it felt, um, I suppose, you do feel a sense of shame and kind of trying to, to close yourself away. And it was hard enough to actually walk to school, let alone trying to answer questions from, from other people. Now, they were absolutely fantastic to me. The support I got was, was unbelievable. And... Um, and I was always grateful for that. What would you say to mums listening today that have faced this in recent times or may face it in the future around the whole getting the news, the devastation of loss and afterwards? Would you do anything different or is there any way that people can help even more? I suppose if if I heard about a lady going through a similar situation when I got to speak to her, the first thing I would say to her would be to contact Thalicon. They are a fantastic organisation. They help um, not only the parents, but the grandparents and also the, the siblings that have gone through a loss. They make um, memory boxes for families like me and um, only for... Felicon, I would never have had a memory box or hand or footprints or lockets of hair. They did all the thinking for me. I didn't have to think about anything. They had it all done. The other thing that I would definitely recommend is Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep, which is a fantastic organisation. They send in photographers to take photographs of the baby and the family. And it's very respectful and it's an excellent service and unfortunately I didn't agree to that at the time because I didn't know enough about it. So I suppose that awareness that there is people to help out there to support you to um, 
I suppose just help. That's all you need, help. It's a few years on from it now. Does time heal? No, it doesn't heal. It makes you, I suppose it makes you a little bit stronger. So even six years ago, I would never have been able to, to do this conversation. I am now, I'm stronger, but I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it for um, for other people out there in similar situations. To let people know that there is that support network there. There are fantastic organisations out there that are, are there to help. Which is important to mention on this special week, Baby Loss Awareness Week. I will tell listeners, you had a subsequent uh, miscarriage after uh, Robin's passing, but great news in 2015. Yeah, absolutely. I um, had a little boy, Dylan, he's four now, and he's my rainbow baby. And I suppose it was a very worrisome pregnancy. Um, It was a high-risk pregnancy because of, of previous losses. But um, I'm so glad that he's here now. And Sam has a sibling. He's got his wish. Isn't that just lovely at the end of the day? It's not easy talking about this, I know, Kristen. And I thank you for joining me on Late Lunch on this special week to recall your lovely little girl, Robin, and the events surrounding her uh, untimely passing before she had the chance, really, to make an impact on this world. But uh, you had a lot of people to help you and you are very brave to come on and tell us your story today. And I wish you and uh, your husband, Robert, and your children all the very best for the future. Thank you, Jerry. What an amazing woman uh, Kristen is and I thank her again for joining us on the show this afternoon to tell her story and as you heard her say there it's still tough today and that's wholly understandable and we think of all people and mothers who've lost babies stillborn. This week is a very special week Louise and today in particular. Yeah, today is Baby Loss Awareness Day Jerry, and there's a wave of light happening at 7pm tonight and I know Kristen was urging like all kind of buildings, businesses, if you have a business, light up in, if possible, in pink or blue tonight at seven um, o'clock. And I think there's over 70 buildings throughout uh, the country at the minute. I think you have some of the local yes, ones, Yes, and, and we're doing well in the northeast, but we could do it more. Uh, well done to Boyne Valley Foods in Drogheda, Braymore Castle, Balbriggan, Carrick Macross Civic Offices in Monaghan are doing it, Loud County Hall, Our Lady of Lourdes Hospital in Drogheda, Saint, the uh, St. Lawrence Hotel in Navin, Meath County Council and Lynch's Pharmacy in Kells are all lighting pink or blue this evening from seven. So if you'd like to join in that, you'd be more than welcome. Yeah, I think there's another at Carlingford Heritage Centre, Maudlin Tyre Centre in Kells, Shamrock Press in Kells and Ashton Yoga and Family Wellness Centre in Ratoth are also doing it. And, you know, for the average Joe Soap out there, if you have a candle, maybe light it at seven o'clock and remember all those babies who never made it home. My, it's uh, shocking sad, isn't it, when a baby almost goes full term and, mm. and, and is lost and any loss of a baby during pregnancy is really, Even really early touch. is such yeah, a disappointment yeah, for it, everybody. It, it, it really is. But uh, anyway, Kristen, well done to you today, Kristen yeah. Wall. We're delighted you joined She's us on the show. Girl. You're a special, special woman and a special family, I have to say. Legendary beekeeper Tom Shaw's been 
been in touch with me just to remind you that there's a very special man coming to the Crown Plaza in Dundalk tomorrow evening, Wednesday at 8 o'clock. He's Dr Samuel Ramsey and he's a world famous bee expert and he's giving a lecture on Varroa destructor feeds on bee blood. That's the title of the lecture. You know the Varroa mite causes havoc with bee colonies all over the world but here in Ireland uh, especially. So that lecture tomorrow night in the Crown Plaza Hotel, 8 o'clock. Everybody welcome if you're a beekeeper from near or far you're welcome to come along or someone who might be thinking of keeping bees or if you're just interested in ecology it'd be fantastic to go there tomorrow night 8 o'clock Crown Plaza Dundalk with a world famous guest on bees and the entry is 5 euros just a nominal charge to cover costs wish them well with that and just to mention if you'd like to win a car would you like to win a car I'd love to win a car win a car for Christmas yes Scotch Hall Shopping Centre Drogheda in association with ourselves here in LMFM Radio and Reynolds Theatre giving away a stunning Fiat 500. It's worth over €18,000. Every time you spend €50 across any of Scotch Hall's 50-plus shops, you'll have the opportunity to enter the car draw. Just pop your entry form into the draw drum located in Scotch Hall and stay tuned to LMFM to see if you're one of the lucky finalists. Every week from now until Christmas, we'll announce a weekly winner. And this week's winner is Margaret McEntee from Tara County Mead. Congratulations, Margaret. You've won a €100 Scotch Hall gift card and you're into the grand finale car draw, which takes place on Sunday, December 22nd. What a prize that would be for Christmas. Louise, were you watching the Brendan Grace final part of the three-part series, the uh, Forget Me Not Choir and RT? Did you no, happen I to see it? it? Did you see any of them? Did you see I did, any I did, of the and I was in bits. Oh, my. So I'm glad I didn't see the well, last Well, the one, third part is repeated. It's repeated. I don't know when it, it, it will be repeated because I've seen some okay. of the repeats as well. Get me tissues. You so. think you were you were emotional with the first two? Wait until you watch this third part. Isn't he it so was, brave to do it? Oh, Louise. What a man. What a man to the very end. And those people in the choir, all his friends in the music industry, his family. What about his grandchildren, the two boys? I won't spoil it for you, but they performed. You know, there was a final concert. That's what they were working towards in the Olympia. And it's going to be shown at Christmas, oh, the entire British. concert. Okay. But they showed extracts from it last night, the two. Brendan's son. So talented. Oh, what a talent. He sang at the end. He is the cut of him. I'm not joking you. With a guitar, he got up there and sang. And my, it just reminds you of the man himself. It was simply wonderful. Great, great programming, I have to say, uh, on RTE. And at times I wouldn't be, be that complimentary with certain things. But I have to say, that's one of those uh, that you'll remember for a long time. Well done to everybody concerned, to RTE for airing it and whoever was involved in the making of it as well. It was just a, a sensational programme. And you know the thing, like, it's uh, the idea behind the choir is that it's for older people, those affected by dementia, their carers and their families, you know, all coming together you know, to yeah. in this choir and they sing and they've been in they've been there a number of years on the north side of Dublin. It was Brendan had the idea of you know bringing this to another level with all the showbiz people and putting on the concert etc as well. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. I, I commend it to you. If you haven't seen it, do look out for uh, the repeat uh, that's coming up shortly of uh, part three of that. Have we a Brendan song there? Would you have something for me? Because I'll tell you why. I, I'd like to dedicate this to Brendan's memory and the success of the programme. You know the song The Dutchman? Yeah, we love that. Ah, oh, my, oh, my. Do you know the, the, the story behind that song? It was written by a man called Michael Peter Smith in 1968. Wow. And the man who made it popular was actually Steve Goodman. Now, Brendan recorded a lovely version of it, as did 
Liam Clancy and Tommy Makeham. That's the one I Oh, did. they had a lovely version of it as well. But you know the story of the song, in case you don't, mm. the song is about, and this ties in with the Forget-Me-Nots choir, an elderly couple living in Amsterdam, Margaret and the title character. And the unnamed title character, the man in the song, is a Dutchman. He's actually senile. And Margaret cares for him with a sadness, you know, mm. thinking about him over the years in the full of his health. And it's really a song about unconditional love. And it's beautiful. And here it is, sung by Brendan Grace. Dutchman's not the kind of man Keep his thumb jammed in the dam that holds his dreams in. But that's a secret only Margaret knows. In Amsterdam, is golden in the morning, Margaret brings him breakfast. She believes him. He can be, but Margaret only sees that sometimes she often sees her unborn children in his eyes. Let us go to the banks of the ocean, where the walls rise above the cider Long ago, I used to be a young man, and dear Margaret remembers that for. You know, I'm smiling here thinking about the day this pair were with me last because they sang on the radio impromptu for us and I'll never forget it. What was it? Safe Cross Code, was it? It was Safe then? Cross Code. We're not doing it. We're <laughs> no, not doing Encore, Jerry. Okay, I won't put you <laughs> on the spot again. But they were here last time with the wonderful book, The A to Z of Being Irish. They're back with their new one. Sarah Cassidy and Kunick McGann. I have it. The Irish Mammy in your pocket is the new book. It'll certainly fit in your pocket. It'll probably fit in the smallest pocket in your pants. What's gone wrong with the O'Brien Press? Is there a shortage of paper or something? It's, it's boutique style, uh, Jerry. <laughs> Environmentally friendly. Yes. <laughs> this is the smallest book I have ever received. Yeah, how else in would the it post? fit in your pocket, Jerry? It'll fit lovely in your backpack. Oh, the penny's just after dropping. So that's what it says. It's in your pocket. It has to be small. Anyway, it might be small in size, but it packs a punch, let me tell you, between the covers. Welcome back to Late Lunch, both of you. And we have news. We have an update because there's a mammy. There's a mammy in the house now. Come on, tell us about it, Sarah. Um, I had twin girls, identical girls, 15, they're 15 weeks, Lovely. Pearl and Nancy. Had them in Drada, actually. Lovely. Yeah. Congratulations to you. you. Have you picked out any sayings out of this book yet to let lie? No. I'll, gi- I'll give her a few weeks, Jerry, before she starts telling them to get from under her feet. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. There's one about mixing up names, which we yes. kind of do. You have children. I have two boys, yeah. What ages are they? They are just about to turn eight and eleven. Oh, listen, hold on a minute. So they have heard every single one of these little phrases that I tell you. They're not for jumping. Oh, stop. <laughs> Don't make me come up there. <laughs> Where did this, you know, come from? Is is it building on the previous one or, or, or who came up with the concept? Because it's brilliant. 
Oh, that's know. a good yeah, question. We just kind of were chatting one day. And yeah, yeah. It just, just struck evolved. us that it was. I think it's something people have real fond memories of, um, and people have specific ones that you might kind of you might slag your mammy about that she used to use when you were younger. And uh, and there were a uh, lot of them are in common. Lots of them in common. And mm. we tried to cover as many as we could. And it's just a, a little again a little trip down memory lane for people. Well, my oh my, have you what nearly 160 pages? And let me say, it's just one per page. So you've really yeah. included in an awful lot here I have to start on page three and it's nothing to do with that red top newspaper that you're thinking about at the minute your Get Irish mammy would be a, she'd be ashamed she'd of you she'd be Jerry. ashamed but let me read what's the, the first one I love it I'll give you to the count of three one two bang it, that one actually works as well I'd try it it works <laughs> Kids are terrified of three. three. You don't even have to tell them what's going to happen at three. They just don't want you to get there. Somebody said it's gone to five now that oh, they've no. extended no. the. No. What, with the naughty step, and now we're up to five, are we? <laughs> even my own daughter, Sarah, applies this one now, so she does already. Yeah, oh, so many. And, and you know, wasn't it the mammy really that. Did, was that, did you find that in your homes, that the mammy was the disciplinarian? Yeah, oh. I suppose for us it was the mammy was the mammy was usually mo- there more than the dad. Yes. I guess you know even if you, and in our house there were two working parents, but my dad used to work away a lot, so it was always mom who was I suppose keeping the running the ship day to day. I yes. suppose so that's what it is. Yeah, you often got the threat of your dad though when yeah. he comes home. I'll tell him she do nothing on you. <laughs> Give me money for a nice pop. If they don't want to, if she doesn't want, if your mom doesn't want you to do something, ask your father. That means it's no. <laughs> Absolutely. No. <laughs> Let's flit on to some more of these. Oh, I love this one. I really love it because I'm, I'm fed up saying this myself at home now. Larry Grayson, shut that door. Were you born in a barn? <laughs> My husband says that to me now. My son won't shut a door. My 11-year-old will not shut a door and every time he comes through it. Were you born in a barn? He doesn't even know what a barn is. I think the child doesn't. I'm with you, Kunai. What's the point? I've often said it. Let's get all the doors out of the house. Out in and let's have a bonfire and just leave every room. Open plan. plan. That's what you need. It's very Dermot Bannon. (laughs) Are you one? I, I, I have to say, I believe in doors being shut. I'm a traditionalist, Jerry. Definitely shut. Uh, open. <laughs> Controversy. There's My husband's trouble. always telling me to shut the door. I always just leave the door open. I know. Why would you leave I it open? I don't know. Because you're missing something. I don't know. <laughs> what about this one? As long as you live under my roof, you live by, by my, my rules. rules. Yeah. Oh, we've that's got an that, important we? one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we've yeah. all got that in our day. Yeah. And I we? think, well, do you know, I think that's one for maybe the older kids when they yeah. become teenagers and stuff and they want to, you know, stay out that bit later and everything. <laughs> That's when the rules come in. You can either get out or you can stay here. Be honest. Be honest. Did you? Did you? Did you live by the rules when you were at home in your own place, Sarah? Uh, under uh, as far as my mother knows, I live by the rules. Well, <laughs> you're good. You don't get caught. That's. <laughs> I was oh, totally a rule follower. Oh, Jerry. I could, Very, I was just, a good girl. I was. Oh, the best in the world Absolutely. of the McGann clan. There's no doubt <laughs> about that. Don't ask them that, though, will you? But this ties in with the next one because. Uh, you know this one when you were going out at night when it was sanctioned and everything was okay page 19 I'll put the key under the mat for you. <laughs> yes don't give it to you because you'll lose yeah, it yeah we've only got one spare key 
That's when it cost good money to get a key cut, Jerry. <laughs> it still does. It does. For seven hours. Yeah, yeah. I got a key cut last week and it was 15 euro. <laughs> now you said it. Me the same. I went down to, I got a new front door from Monster January. I nearly fell through. I, I, was, I asked the key cutter, is it a new door you're cutting for me? A key? That money? Uh, it does cost money to cut a key. That's for sure. You're leaving it under the mat again now. <laughs> what do you, look, come on, you know, you two know this book as well. I have gone through some here. What tickles your own fancies? Pick a couple there for me and shout oh, them at me. You know, a big classic for me, a big classic for me and growing up and me now would be get out from under my feet. Do you know when you're doing the cooking and they're always in, would you get, you turn around and you know, I don't just say it to the kids, I say it to the dog. <laughs> Get out from under my feet. I'm trying to get the dinner ready. What, what, what about yourself? That's Kunig McGann's pick. One of our picks. There's going to be many more. What about Sarah? Coming from a family of four, my mother had four of us and we were all like one after the other. So I don't care who started it. I'm ending it. <laughs> the row. The row. Yeah. It wasn't me. It was him. It was her. It was oh, and, and, and the mother's in the middle trying to to, to, to get peace to break out and across detective, the And detective, you know, trying to work out who did what and she said this and he said that. No, I haven't got time for it. Come on, throw a few more at me there. I'm going to pick mine in a minute. Go on, well, have another one. One that we heard an awful lot was uh, when we were all fighting in the backseat. So if you don't stop fighting in the backseat, I'm going to pull over and you can all walk home. I don't know how many times my mother said that, the poor woman. Uh, absolutely. The car is one of the places where kids can really act up, you know. Yeah. They know you haven't got your full their, your full attention on them. I, I used to drive my mother mad. And did she ever one time? Through? One time she pulled the car over quite suddenly and we all were jolted into silence, terrified we were going to be thrown. It was on Ratmullen Hill as well, on the way home from school and she just she just lost it, pulled in. We all shut up very quickly and off she pulled again. So she never she just had, had to, to count to uh, two. She didn't have to go to the full three, you know? <laughs> um, it'll only still sting for a second. Oh. You, know? you fall, your mother's going to put some like, what's a DP or Savlon or something on your knee? TCP. <laughs> or the yellow stuff, whatever that was. Detol? No, no, didn't they put iodine or something on cuts back in the day? They did. And yeah. we talked about it here before. I can't think of the name. Gentian Violent. No, it oh. wasn't that. No, that was one of them. We talked about something else. There's another thing. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's real orangey colour. They used to use it in the schools a lot. Savlon. Oh, maybe no, it is. am I? No, no. I Louise, Louise is looking this up as we think. She's perplexed in there herself. It was an orange thing you put on a sting or a. I cup. know you had the savlon and then those dettol, and you put water in it, it goes kind of a milky colour. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You dab it on. It'll only still for a second. Oh, no, it's going to really, really oh, hurt. That's oh, sore. Just or pulling a plaster off. Yes. yes. Just, it'll only, it'll only, it'll only, it'll only sting for a minute. Uh, back in, the, back in the day when they used to pull out loose teeth as well. Do you remember? Tie them to the door handles and all sorts of carry on. Do you remember that? Oh. Much older than me. <laughs> what about this one from your mammy? And I heard this several times. Money doesn't grow on trees. Well, no. That, that's very yeah. true, There's a money Jerry. tree. There is a money true. tree. Isn't there? Yeah. I think I'm right. There is a money tree. But my mother, that was a great one. You know, when you'd be, ma, can I have... Money doesn't grow on trees. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The school tour. As if we didn't know. We're out looking at trees and trying to trough <laughs> apples and pick... <laughs> we never saw money in trees, but there you go. Zero anyway. squirrels saving stamps. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Go on, come on, throw a couple more at me I, there. I think one of the old classics is, if you fall and break your legs, don't come running to me. <laughs> and that was used over and over again, even after everybody knew it was ridiculous. How could you? How could you come running? How could you? You know when your mother got a fright? Do you ever remember this, folks? You know your mother got a fright? Oh, you put the, the heart, heart across crossways in me. That's right. 
Do we have sideways in the book? Sideways. We, we put it sideways. sideways. No, crossways. Oh, it'd be crossways. Don't worry, that was I've one read, up for discussion. Jerry. I know you wrote it, but I've read it. <laughs> I, 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 it's crossways, honestly. You're all right. Don't be worrying. There's no faux pas or error in this. But you know that when you'd come in or shout or big noise or something and you'd frighten them. Oh, my, I heard that many times as well. Throw me another couple. Come on, I love them. I love these. Mammy's sayings. We Irish won't Mammy. stay long. Oh, my <laughs> biggest poor, lie my poor talked. kids have given me that same look now when I'm chatting with the next door neighbour mum <laughs> yeah. no we're just going now we're just going now <laughs> and you'd want to be away and, and at something like else I, I, this is certainly one and it still applies today and I'm sure many uh, children are hearing this don't go out this is this time of year with the hair wet <laughs> oh. or you'll catch your death now look at the girls, you have lovely... I can't talk about hair, I'm look at me. Hair and... Did you do this? Did you do that in defiance to your mums? I've always flouted that rule. Have you? Always. Yeah, yeah, I always... To this yeah, day. To, yeah. And yeah, did you catch the old sniffles and coughs? I think it makes you hardy, Jerry. Does it? Oh yeah. Does yeah, it? Yeah. So, ah, yeah. so that's one that doesn't apply, is that not what you're to saying me. to me? Not to me, but I don't know. And then yeah. there's a lot of times that your mother doesn't want you to touch alcohol or go near alcohol, except when you're sick. And then a hot whiskey, sort you out. Sort the whole lot. Ah, <laughs> Lovely. The hot water. In, I saw the hot water bottle somewhere. Where That's did I right, see that as well? And the seven up. The seven up. Oh, sure. Listen, drop a seven up, cures everything. <laughs> it it is. Flatten really... her there. Let them take the lid off and let the bubbles go. <laughs> and she'll be right as rain in <laughs> the morning. And you know what? My son was sick recently. I rang my mother and I was, oh, I was all up in heat. But she said, a bit of flat seven up now. And she was absolutely right. Did him the world of good. It's, it's, did him the world of good, yeah. Man. It certainly is. Stay with us at late lunch. Have you any mammy sayings to tell us about? Is there something that your mammy said to you that you want to tell us about on late lunch this afternoon? Come on, let's hear from you. Thank you for the messages coming to us. Mammy sayings. Uh, uh, this is now, I apologise for this. Shut your mouth and eat your dinner, somebody <laughs> says. Did you just go that far in the book? Jerry, we kept it clean. We kept it, you know, non-violent. Do you know, we didn't want to encourage any sort of physical retribution. <laughs> There's somebody who said they got Times that. Times have changed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you could even say that I today. think we just about mentioned the wooden, wooden spoon, spoon, but yeah, only yeah. in passing. Yeah, we did have a talk about it. Then. Yes, we did. Paddy's been on from Trim. My mother always said, Jerry, I'll put that smile the other side of your face. Is that in yours? Some yeah. Irish mammies were a bit heavy-handed back in the day, weren't they? The smiley, oh, I'm just trying Gosh, to think no, how we that never, works. We were never... Well, how does that we work? never got that one. I think it might involve a clatter of some sort. Oh, I think, yeah, I think there's corporal punishment involved <laughs> I think there. there is. This one is in your book. Thanks so much. Another listener. This place is like a Christmas tree. Do you think we have shares in the ESB? You guys have that, haven't you? Yes, indeed. That's in your book there as well. Let me see what else is coming up there. Um... Oh, yeah, there's another one there. I'll get it for you in a minute. I just can't read it. These glasses are playing up funny. I'll get it in a minute for you. Let me go back to my list here that I've picked out. Um, let me see. Oh, you were going to talk about one. Yes, um, that's a great one, uh, Sarah. Uh, just try it on. No one's looking. So, you know, oh, I remember no. have fond memories of being the eyelash flashbacks. <laughs> oh, my lads. mother, you'd be mortified. You'd say, just go to the changing room. Why would you go to the changing room? Just try it on here. Pulling your jumper off of your head. In the middle of the, the store. store. Kunak, did you experience Stop that in... in Dunn's in the town centre. Dwayne's Boutique in West Street, yeah. <laughs> Mm. I know. Oh, stop. And I was just saying, it, it's all right when you're a six or a seven-year-old, but you know when you get to 12 or 13 and your mother's still making you change your jumper in the middle of the shop? More time. I did it in America a couple of years ago. I was nearly arrested. <laughs> <laughs> the security fellas came 
over to me. Honest to God, I was in a store. I thought I'd be Jerry. in the clink in the States and never get home. Here's another one. Here's another one from Angela. You're not going out wearing that. Oh, yeah. I bet you both got that in your day. Oh, yeah, I think so. More than once, I would say. The trick is to go out wearing that, but something else over it. Ah, <laughs> Do a big change around the corner. You're too cute. Your poor mothers. You had them fooled. Come on, Kunak, throw another one at me there. Uh, I, a great one now. It's for, for the more modern Irish mammy, it's far from cappuccinos you were reared. <laughs> And that woman has notions. Oh, the whole idea of notions is a great yeah, one too, isn't, isn't it? Isn't Lots it? of notions. The avocado on toast, all that sort of carry on. No, the outdoor rooms, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. The first person in our street to get a microwave. Notions. <laughs> notions, a microwave. You know yeah, yourself. back in those days, it was a dishwasher. Oh, oh it was dishwasher a great notions. one. Here's another one my poor mother used to. And honest to God, when I got married, I had to start from scratch myself or else I would have starved, had no clothes, you name it. Anyway, on page 99, what did your last servant die of? Do you remember your mother <laughs> yeah, saying that? Yeah, my mother always said yeah. that, yeah. Picking up picking the up cups, the, the clothes. They did everything yeah, they for us. They were picking up after four and five children. Yeah. Of course they were. They were unbelievable. Oh, now yeah, I have real so sympathy much. for the Irish <laughs> mammy <laughs> when, I, when I think of that. And my uh, husband's granny used to say this to him. Well, we have what was the sermon about, but she used to ask him to bring the leaf at home, bring the mass leaf at home to prove you were there. Did you have to get it stamped <laughs> as well? And if it was Palm Sunday, you had to get the little bit of, you go looking for a tree somewhere that you can chop the leaf Pull off. Pull a piece off. And <laughs> I was there, I swear. And bring it home, which is, what about this? Six o'clock and not a child in the house washed. How many uh, times yeah. did you hear that? Ah, uh, yeah. And, and I say that true. myself often now. True. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Where does the time go? <laughs> and to do with the bath too, the old immersion, Jerry, to turn the immersion off. That was a huge thing back in the 70s and 80s. It was just a cardinal sin to leave it on. A cardinal sin. And God forbid you left the house oh, with the immersion oh on. Sure, it was beyond all day. Be ridiculous. It still happens, let me tell you. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. You know who you are, I'm talking about. There's this devil as big as the pony inside you. Somebody says, God, I never heard that one. There's a devil as big as the pony inside that you. That means you're being a little bit of a brat, does oh, it? Oh, I would think it sounds so. Like it. it sounds like it there. Come on, let's get a few Your more. Your listeners all have, all have been threatened with all sorts, <laughs> oh, Jerry. Everybody It doesn't has. reflect well on you at all. <laughs> I love them. I love them. They're lovely. And, and that's what I like about them. It's one of the characteristics that make our listeners the listeners that they are, Gunag. Another one is, uh, there's, there's, go on. there's post here for you, but I open it, which is really your mother just being extremely nosy. We, I, like, just when I had the babies, some old friends were sending cards like to my mom's house, and my mom be ringing me. Sarah, there's a letter here for you, and I open it. I'm like, I'll open it when I see when I when, when I no see rush. it. There's no rush, mommy. <laughs> dying to know who it's from. <laughs> How much it? does she owe the bank? <laughs> Are they after her? Is she in financial trouble? Oh, <laughs> and here's this one. There's no flies on you. You know that one, there's no flies on you, or there's no flies on that one, you yeah, know. Yeah, absolutely. There's something about the communion money, isn't there, as well? I saw that somewhere. Yeah, she still she has, has her communion money. We all know someone who still has their communion money. I still know, I'm 43, I still know someone who has their communion money. Uh, so do I, and they, <laughs> they come from particular counties. <laughs> stop, Jerry, I won't stop name it. that county, that county here today. There's probably one in, but no, there's a few. There's a few. They come from particular counties. It runs in the DNA and the genes. Mocking is catching. Ah, yeah. 
Ah, uh, yeah. And if you, and if you, what if the wind changes, your face will change. Stay yeah, no, you should be doing this. Look, look, I'm doing the cross eyes. You know, part I'm, of me, I'm looking I think, at you with the cross I eyes. Think part of everybody actually believed that yeah. if the wind changed, you might just stay that, that your way. eyes would stay small, crossed, Yeah, you might. We you were always a little bit it. nervous. And listen, the chewing gum. I was afraid of me life to swallow chewing gum till I was 20. Terrified. Must be twenty when I swallowed gum. I'm still a bit afraid, Jerry. I still have yeah, it left over, even though I know scientifically do you know if you it's laugh all right. And it goes down. You do go, oh my god! You know, yeah, just a nervousness. A what yes. did they say to us? It'd be in your tummy for, for what? Seven, seven years. years. Seven years, Jerry. Oh. So yeah, uh, and it's like the apples. If you eat the apple, seeds, the apple seeds, a, 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 a you'll tree grow an will apple grow tree. in your belly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and here's another threat. I'm not going to ask you again. Oh, yeah. That was the that final. Was really, that was the final one. Yeah. That was yeah. the final straw. There you was, knew you were in there trouble was then. no the more. The spoon was coming out. Oh, <laughs> just as you say it, look, I was coming to it. It's there. It's there on page seventy-four. Look, it's here. It's here. It's here. It's here. Will I get to it? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Don't make me get the wooden spoon out. Oh. You can't say that. Jeez, if the spoon you definitely out. can't say that anymore. Oh, you can't. It's no spatula. No. <laughs> Notions. She's got notions. Oh, you have notions. Spatulas instead of spoons. And the other one, you know, you know when you'd use that, and I remember being corrected many a time. Who's she? The cat's the mother. Cat's mother. Yeah. Mammies didn't like you saying that. No. That no, is no. for certain. That is for certain. Oh my and god. Do you know what? Do you remember when the mammies were all obsessed with the good things, Jerry? Yes. Good clothes. Don't yeah. be wearing your good clothes. Don't be going in the good room. Don't be eating the good biscuits there for visitors. No horse play in the good room. Everything was good and and the children weren't allowed to have access to those things that were good. Uh, listen, they're flying in from listeners. Keep them coming. Oh eight six. 1800 John Andrade says if you don't stop that whinge and I'll give you something to cry about <laughs> yeah. and they don't they were never specific about what it was <laughs> involves the wooden spoon I think the wooden spoon again I remember this one my father used to use it you're some bane crake Oh. Did you ever hear that one? No that, that was a real Drada saying you're oh. some bane crake now I have to find out. Louise will find out what a bane crake is. She's going to Google that for us there. But I remember. Oh, can we get us an explanation of of what that is? Does it come from Irish, Jerry? <laughs> bane crake. I've bane never even heard crake. Of it. Has to do with a board, is it, or something? Oh. Somebody long and tall and skinny and lanky. Something like that in my mind. Stick out your tongue. I want to see if there's a black Laugh, mark on it. Yeah. Oh, You're listen. Lying, then. That was. I did certain. believe that one. Uh, my tongue was eternally black, <laughs> let me say. That. That's from all the blackjacks. Black jacks, Jerry. Do you remember the blackjacks and the fruit salads? Yes, the yes. <laughs> and there's somebody said, now, Jerry, I'm just smiling here in my kitchen. Uh, when you were talking there, wait till your father comes home. We got that all the time. Mm-hmm. And here's another one. When you were talking about someone and they came in, speak, speak of, of the, the ass oh. and they're sure to pass. <laughs> says somebody there today <laughs> eat your carrots they'll help you see, see in the dark. Dark. Bridget Finn sends that in from Trim I'd love the book Bridget I think we'll give Bridget a book yeah she deserves uh, Bridget, it we're giving you a book. Able, she'll have the great eyesight to read it oh, too well. she eats her carrots. all those carrots what about this one don't look at me in that tone of voice <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> look and voice and tone oh my god God, uh, are you reading that paper you're sitting on? Says Marcella in Dundalk today. And of course, the door opened. Were you born in a field? We were talking oh, about yeah, that yeah. one already. <laughs> on and on they go. Like, I mean, 
I'd say this is really inexhaustible, is it? 160, is it or more you have in this particular one? Yeah, yeah. we do. Yeah, yeah. There's so many. There are so many. And, and, um, and people have such fond memories of them yeah. now. I think yeah. sometimes when they were a little alarming when you were a child <laughs> at the time. But looking back now, you know, great memories. Oh, there's one there about foul lingo. You were talking about the black and the tongue. Hold on, I have this here. I give it a little mark that I wanted to mention it when you were with me today. Yes. Wash your Wash mouth your out mouth with soap. Out, yes. Imagine yeah, putting yeah. soap oh in your mouth <laughs> to wash it out. And the name is St. Christopher. Wouldn't it just be shocking? I want to say again, I love this. I just oh, love it. I, I think what you've what you've done, it's just marvellous. And look at the reaction we're getting today. <laughs> People love it. We love nostalgia. And you've just captured it in the pages of this wee lovely little book. Now, we've given one away, haven't I? I mentioned somebody. Uh, who did I say that? Oh, Bridget has one. We have a couple more books to give away today on Late Lunch. Here's the question if you'd like a copy of Irish Mammy in your pocket. What's the Irish word for poke? For pocket? Sure. <laughs> I nearly gave it away. What's the Irish word for pocket? Oh, Lord. Sure, I nearly gave you the answer before I no asked the question. No flies on you, Jerry. Oh, there's loads of them, I can tell you. Anyway, send us your answers. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text the Irish word for pocket. The book is called Irish Mammy in Your Pocket by Sarah Cassie and Kunig McGann. It's available in bookshops right across the country and it'd be just lovely in the stocking for Christmas, wouldn't it? And it'd fit perfectly. Maybe in bare trousers in the stocking as well. See you for the next one. Uh, thanks, thanks for so joining much, me again. Thanks love you both. Us. Thanks a million. Thanks a million. You do know on Late Lunch how we love our nature and wildlife and we've covered it extensively and regularly over the years. Well, today I'm delighted to tell you I'm teaming up with a new expert in the field because for the next while on Late Lunch, Each month we're going to have a special wildlife and nature feature with Billy Flynn. He's an ecologist with the Irish Wildlife Trust and he's with me this afternoon. Billy, you're very welcome to the show. Thank you, Jerry. Nice to be here. It's great to have you with us and I'm really looking forward to working with you over the months and years ahead, please God. Will you tell our listeners a bit about you, who you are and your background? Well, I'm from Clonus in County Monaghan and I've been an ecologist since the early 90s. Um interested in wildlife, I think, my whole life. And I do remember wondering what will I do with my life and thinking I'd like to work in a nature reserve or in a, you know, some sort of wildlife park. And then age 28, I found myself actually doing that. Oh. It was just, yeah, yeah. And my second boy, he asked, he's 14, he said, when you were a child's, what did you want to be? And I said, this, <laughs> which is, which is, I guess, I suppose, it's, I'm, I guess I like I'm boasting, but it's just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, couldn't be happier. You're living the dream because <laughs> anybody who works at what they love, and I have to say, yeah. I work at now in my life, something I yeah. absolutely adore. And it, it, it's a special place yeah. to be. Yeah. You know that. You mentioned there about working in a wildlife reserve. Yeah. Hey, you're living on one. This yeah. island of ours. Yeah, we, and it's something I don't think we really think about enough. I'm very lucky. I get to, to work all over the country and yesterday I was working on the Shannon and to get there I had to drive through bogland. Some of it was flooded with the, the recent rains and then a few days before I was working in Sligo, I was working in mountains we have none of those in Monaghan. We have no real mountains in Monaghan. We don't have a big river like the Shannon. We don't have extensive boglands like they do in Westmeath and Longford, where I was also working. And 
all of that within a couple of hours drive yes. and that's all in a working day and again I sound like I'm boasting but I'm not I'm just just that's how it is now say living the dream like you know last week I was working on a construction site and digging up Japanese knotweed and got so mess, so mucked up that I couldn't actually lend my wet gear to somebody the next day because it was so just destroyed and you know took me two days to get the dirt out from under my fingernails but still it's, it's still really love it yeah it's, it's another aspect to what you do is, yeah. well listen it's great to have you with us and us with you and we're really looking forward to it we're going to talk today about a, a couple of uh, nature related matters and the first we're going to talk about this time of the year you, you don't have to go far if, wherever you are today I'm sure on your way into work to school around your home you'll have noticed leaves everywhere because they're falling and it's the time of year the winds are up the leaves are falling I want to ask you this. Yeah. This may sound like a no-brainer, a stupid question. Why do trees shed their leaves? Well, not all of them do. Yes. So, important um, distinction. Some some do and some don't. So, you have to ask, why do the ones that do lose their leaves, why do they? Well, it's because they don't need them anymore. It's and Trees, like every other living thing, including yourself and myself, are absolutely amazing wonders of nature. We are the pinnacle of evolutionary success. I know if anybody there was a camera on us right now, people might have a hard time believing that <laughs> out of the pair of us. But if you see a living thing, it is it is the best at doing what it does. And the trees that we have in, here in Ireland have evolved to be the best at, a, at adapting to our climate, to our landscape, our weather, and the, the conditions that we see are changing seasons. Now, if you go to another part of the world, closer to the equator, where the seasons mean less, where and doubtless some of your listeners have lived near the near the near the tropics or near the equator, or uh, and have seen how seasons are 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 different. Um, they aren't the same the the world around, and here on the very very edge of Europe. This is what autumn looks like to us at our particular lines of latitude and longitude. And here, the days are getting shorter. And when days get shorter, there's less sunlight. If there's less sunlight, the leaves, which are actually solar panels, are superfluous to requirements. They're just not needed. Now, the leaves take a bit of energy in order to to grow but also to maintain there's, there's, there's all of those things they have to have pressure in them and that comes from liquids moving around the plant nutrients being distributed to the leaves and if if they're not needed because there just isn't that much sun the trees just drop them they switch off they, the yeah. supply to the leaves yeah, is that they, the way they, it works? It, it's, it's effectively cut off like a recalcitrant child who says, I'm not going to college anymore. And you can say, well, okay, let's see how you go. And you're, no, 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 no. Um, so they're, they're basically, they're, they're, not, they're not needed. So down they go. Now, not all trees, as we just said, not all trees do that. And some, some of our native trees that don't do that um, would, would, for example, would be, would be holly, would be a tree that we do associate with the colder months yes. uh, and they do not. They are evergreens. They actually have a, evolved a different tactic for dealing with the, the lack of sunlight. That's, 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 what that's, do they do, Billy? Well, basically, they, they have applied a, a, a better strategy for keeping their chlorophyll where it's needed and actually resting every bit of energy from the sun. And you see a green and glossy the leaves of, of holly are. And so they basically, they can utilise the available sunlight 
when the others can't. Now, there's two plants that we really associate with Christmas, and maybe in December we'll talk about this again, but um, uh, holly and ivy. And what they both have in common is they're both evergreens. Mm-hmm. And if you look at them, they're not dissimilar because they're gro- glossy green leaves. And that those glossy green, green leaves are really well protected against the elements and they're also really good at getting that sunlight. So as the sunlight fades, the deciduous trees lose their leaves. They don't need them anymore. And the evergreens, their time has come because there's no basic, there's no competition for that sunlight, that, that, that dwindling sunlight that we are now, if you're like me and, and you, you, you love summer and you're just watching it fade away to the west now. But, um, but life continues. Now, another, th- now I say, Evolution has designed this. There's no design. This is just what what has happened. But those leaves that fall, they aren't waste. Now, we might sort of like give out about them blocking up the shores or getting yeah. on the roads or on the railway tracks. But in the forest, in the natural world, that's next year's trees and the next year and the next year. And when we're gone, long after we've become compost ourselves, those leaves that we see falling now are actually going to be contributing to the trees, the woodlands, the forests, the hedgerows, the tree lines of the future. And what, what way are they contributing? In that they're like um, a mulch or a yeah, compost? Well, or Yeah, they, 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 they become compost. Because do you remember I said about the, the nutrients and the water, that the, like, that's still contained in some way, shape or form in the leaf, be it ever so diminished. It falls. That's still nutrients. That's still the starches, the carbohydrates, the, the mm. basic blocks of life. And the minerals that was carried up in the water and the leaves during all those beautiful summer days, they return to the soil now. And it's it, it's it's an amazing time to go to woodlands or even, even just hedgerows because you can practically hear it at work. It's like a factory that is just, basically, this is just a shift change in a, in a factory. It's just, it's, it's switching to another gear. And this, the autumn shift has begun. And on the way here, I drove past some, some lovely hedgerows in my beautiful county, native county of Monaghan. And Joel, I saw red and red and red and red and red. And it wasn't leaves. It was the berries of, uh, the, uh, of the, the trees that, the trees and, and other plants which would be covered with leaves and you would you'd overlook them things like dog rose you you wouldn't see them holly berries have begun uh hawthorns it's just amazing the hawthorn is, is the most common small tree in Ireland and the red of the hawthorns this year is extraordinary and perhaps it's sentimentality brought on by advancing years but I think that the the, the red of the hawthorns this year is just I don't think I've seen a parallel. It is just amazing. So where where a couple of months ago, even a month ago, I would have been driving along a green hedgerow there. Yes. It's now red. And and the the, the leaves are, are almost all gone. And, and it's that is it, nature. It, it is remarkable. It really is. It is, it is the remarkable. other thing you mentioned that the tree cuts off the supply to the leaves, they fall off, and that's to do with the shortening day and the less light. Is there anything to do as well with the winter storms that when the trees are, you know, denuded of their leaves, they're less likely yeah. to be damaged or fall? Yeah, very. Uh, you're bang on. And Matt Aaron actually referred to that last week when we were experiencing our 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 um, was Lorenzo was the yes. the last the yes. last um, foreign book to to, <laughs> to, to not to, 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 hit to, us. to grace us not to hit us <laughs> <laughs> not to hit us not to turn up um, uh, your name like that. You know, would you trust? Would you would you would you send him out on a date with your daughter? But, um, but so, uh, if the the trees are in leaf, if they have full leaves, 
they will catch the wind. It's called the sail effect. And a, a summer storm or an early autumn storm is far, far more destructive because it's going to, basically the shear force that's going to be on the, the, the upper part of the tree is going to massively um, uh, lead to, to, to windfall, to, to trees being blown over. And I have a friend, Peter, who's a tree surgeon and knows a lot more about the mechanics of trees than I do. And he's, he's, he says that people completely underestimate the weight that's in a leaf. And he said, people look at a tree and they see this big solid mass of wood and they, they say, oh, look at the, the size of the weight. But what they don't realise is that a greater weight can be in the leaves that the tree is carrying. And so, so you're looking at something that's already top heavy. And now it's evolved to be top heavy when we're when it's least likely to be blown over. Yes. So none of this is by accident. This is this is so if a climate changes and and, and freak storms occur, that's when you get big impacts. That is like where that. we have the trouble. Billy Flynn's with us on late lunch. He's an ecologist from the Irish Wildlife Trust, and we're going to talk more after the break. Here's this question for you, Billy, and I'd say it's one that's perplexing a few people around the country today. It comes from Jacinta in Kilcurry, which is north of Dundalk. Hi, Jerry. I've noticed a total absence of rabbits in my area, and it was always heavily populated up to this. I'm aware of some new disease that they can get. What I want to know is, will they ever repopulate them? I really miss them. Could you ask, Billy? Jerry, how are you doing? Uh, uh this is a new one, and thanks for the question. This is this has been reported only in the last few weeks. This is a, a, a hemorrhagic disease. It's, it's uh, of rabbits, and but also of hares. And uh, as, to the best of my knowledge, this is a virus, and it has been spread by, uh, I, I think, by exotic rabbits being brought into into Ireland. So, like pet rabbits. So the the pet trade sometimes does pass on diseases that way, and it has spread to our wild population of rabbits and to our native hares, which is which is not good news. Now, I, wh- what I'd say is that two things: if you do find a dead rabbit or a hare, national parks and wildlife they have asked us to 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 report this, and you can report this to your to your local conservation ranger of the national parks and wildlife. You'll find npws.ie. You'll find their contact details. And you do have wildlife rangers here in, 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 in this county that you could report them to. Um, don't, don't pick up the, 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 the remains. Uh, um, please don't um, just, uh, uh, just keep, keep it in, intact, but do please report it. Uh, the second part of your question, will they, will, they, will they come back? I would have every confidence that, that they will. Um, there's, there's truth to the, the, to the expression breeding like rabbits. They, 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 they are prolific breeders. Um, so animals that can do that stand a very good chance of recovering from catastrophes like like a, a like a foreign disease or an introduced one like myxomatosis uh, like you know the, the the ability of the rabbit to 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 reproduce quickly helped them to 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 basically to to, to get around that they evolved around that if you like so um you know species like 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 rabbits can you know can overcome this well, I, i'd be quite confident whilst not being a, a, yes. a an expert in and this. hopefully science will get on top of this virus and uh, sort that situation out Come back to what we were talking about earlier, trees, the shedding of leaves. And of course, trees, evergreens of deciduous form uh, are woodlands in this country. And they're beautiful woodlands you can go and visit. And I'm sure you'll encourage people to get out there at the minute at the autumn time of the year. Just to to take one example of, of, of what's happening there. 
the common puffball, the mushroom. I, I, I see the IWT uh, are, have been featuring it this week because they pick a couple of species each month and woodlands. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, 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 this is this is the time of year to go out and and, and look at fungi, and the puffball is is a remarkable um, uh, 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 fungus. It, it for all the world is if you see it, it's, what it looks like. It looks like somebody's forgotten an old plastic football in 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 the wood, and and you walk over to it and you see it's not a football at all. It is actually a a a giant almost globular. Uh, fungus and and inside this is the is the there's actually meat on it. These are edible. Now I always caution people to be highly highly cautious yes. when consuming wild fungi. But many many of our fungi are, are edible. Most of them are. But however, there are a few that are uh, that are deadly poisons. Do you know what they say about fungi? A little knowledge is a dangerous thing. thing. <laughs> yeah, I I. I suppose about ten years ago, I decided right. I was going to. This was going to be the time I was going to learn about fungi, and I was going to get get. You know, and I purchased the, the 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 Bible of them, and I thought, yeah, now I'm, I'm well set up now, <laughs> and I have I have not, I have not, um, and I once I think I've got this group of species dead, and then I see I turn the page, and there's an almost identical one, and there's a skull and crossbones <laughs> beside it, and all of its similar looking buddies are all mm, good to eat, like, yeah. you know, lovely with garlic, and then. Looking very, very similar is one that will actually kill you. So you're better erring on the side of caution. Bill O'D, I want to say hello to Bill today. He's a renowned fungi expert and he's joined us a number of times here on the show as well. And he's a great man to go on a forage with yeah. because he actually knows. And that, I think that's a good advice, this is, isn't this it? Is a, you're absolutely right. The very best way is to go out with somebody who knows how they're doing. My uncle, God rest him, took, used to take me um, picking mushrooms in the uh, in the in some of the foothills of the, of the Wicklow Mountains. And uh, I, it, it actually baffled me even as 10, 12 years old how he could know this and we would collect you know two dozen mushrooms and I would go to pick one that looked exactly or very very similar he'd say no not that one but he had been taught and he hadn't read I'm sure he'd never read a mushroom or fungus book in his life but go out with somebody who knows the day and here's the great thing Jerry People are now getting into this and I've heard restaurateurs talking about this and the fungal forays and the foraging for food and there are loads of these being being organised. And now, can I just, just mention one website for your listeners? It's the biodiversity.ie and they advertise courses and weekend events. And look at the IWT website as well, please, iwt.ie, because there are people who will actually lead people out and show you what you can eat and what you can't. And you would be amazed as the stuff that you can eat. And I, I, I love appalling people, usually engineers, um, who, when we're out looking at a site and I pick something and just casually eat it and they just look absolutely horrified <laughs> that, that I've just picked something, you know, something red as well. Like, And loads of, loads of, the, um, loads of the, 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 the things that are in fruit now are absolutely edible and, and they can be, you know, like things... Um, like the like the rose hips we mentioned. I mean, like, uh, uh, do you know what? It's now that you mention it. It's uh, nuts. It's a fantastic year for nuts. And uh, right in our garden, we have a clatter of hazel trees that I rescued from um, being, believe it or not, being bulldozed. I got them for nothing. And this is the first year they've produced nuts. And have they ever? And to my shame, when I was pulling in after school run this morning, I actually ran over some that I had overlooked. And I could hear the crunch, crunch, crunch under the car tyres. <laughs> Those are nuts that are never going to make it to Halloween. But get out there and look. Now, hazel makes up a huge proportion of our hedgerows. And people don't really know this. I mean, just go online and, and look up what a hazel leaf looks like and what a hazel 
a tree. I mean, it is a small tree. What they look like, and get out there. I, I guarantee you that this year of all years, you you'll, you will find things to forage. That's the message from Billy as we finish today. Uh, thank you so much for coming in to us on Late Lunch and introducing yourself and touching on a couple of really interesting nature stories today. We're going to pick this up with Billy over the coming months and I'm really looking forward to it. So the message today, get into the woodlands, be careful with the mushrooms, pick your berries, pick your nuts and enjoy our countryside. Until the next time, Billy Flynn, thank you for joining thank me. Jerry got a lovely letter of congratulations in the post this morning from Anthony Smith Smiths of Drogheda of course on the North Road where I come from main four dealers and uh, Anthony it's just lovely thank you for the lovely letter you sent us in front of the recent IMRO awards I really do appreciate it just want to remind you that Restart a Heart Day is tomorrow and Louth County Hospital are providing free CPR training it's open to all members of the public and it runs tomorrow from 9 until 3 o'clock in the afternoon and it's happening in the upstairs conference room and that's accessible through the main reception of Louth County Hospital in Dundalk. There's no charge, it's free and you can drop in at any stage between 9 and 3 and they'd love to see you there. CPR, do you know it? Do you need a refresher? Do you want to learn it? Get to the Louth Hospital tomorrow. They'd be delighted to see you and you'll be very pleased you learn the new skill. Restart a heart day is tomorrow. And for the first time ever, the world-famous Funderland is coming to Dundalk. It opens this Thursday evening at 5 and continues until the 3rd of November. Down behind the Dundalk Retail Park, close to Jerry Comiskey's Volkswagen Garage there. There's over 30 attractions, something for everyone. There's kiddie, family, thrill and white knuckle rides and LMFM will be there uh, at Funderland this Saturday from 2 and we'll have lots of free passes to give away so don't miss this opportunity to enjoy Europe's greatest fun fair right on your doorstep in Dundalk. Funderland in Dundalk from uh, this Thursday until the 3rd of November. Irish Mammy in your pocket, Sarah Cassian, Kunak McGann. You can get this wee book in all bookshops at the moment. It's out everywhere. The O'Brien Press have uh, printed the wonderful little book and it's there. It's in all bookshops. It's called Irish Mammy in Your Pocket. We've had loads of people on looking to see where they can get the book. Well, I have copies today for Bridget Shields, Valerie Murray, and I did mention earlier on we're giving one as well to Bridget Finn. Uh, the Irish for pocket, of course, is polka. And some more of the sayings you feel should be included, some of them are actually put your vest on and you'll catch your death of cold do you remember that one Louise we ever told that yourself always get the old vest on very important Tom Darby was on to say if you don't shut up I'll bust you his mother used to <laughs> say to him oh, I, I, I can even <laughs> feel that Tom as you say it Paddy from Kells don't get your knickers in a twist very good well known one as well isn't it Louise Danny's been on to say when he used to be looking forward to going out on Saturday nights his mother used to say to him don't be wishing your life away Oh. Ever say that? Isn't that a lovely one? Yeah, don't be wishing your life away. Well, do you remember if the wind changes, you'll stay like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we, that, do you make that, any funny that, face? Oh, I was, I, I was doing the cross-eyed here with the girls and I was afraid something had happened. <laughs> Another one from John. If you sit too close to that telly, you'll go blind. <laughs> you remember that one? Get back, get back from the television. They'd be shouting at you. She's all for coat and no, you know what? Yes, we know what you're talking about there. And another one: make sure you wear clean underwear in case you get hit by a bus. Oh yeah, that was that, that was, was a the very one, wasn't important it? one as well. Thank you so much. What a reaction we got! Nostalgia, you can't beat it. I say. Now talking about nostalgia, sticker albums. Did you ever? No, Louise. No, it wasn't a girly thing. It's a boy thing. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. My son, you, girls had didn't me collect mithered. stickers. 
No. No, no. Uh, unless there was a Barbie album maybe a few years ago yeah but you know the Not boys really. you know the boys the when there'd be World Cups or European Championships or a new Premier League season starting you know the Panini albums yeah they collect you're into attacks. this as well yeah, Match Attacks that's another one of course as well the sticker album well let me tell you uh, a local club St Mary's GFC in Dano wonderful club they're celebrating their 50th anniversary this year have come up with an idea based on the sticker album and to tell me more one of the committee members Colin Brereton is on the line afternoon Colin afternoon Jerry. how are you I'm good thanks for taking my call I really like this tell us what you've done you've really uh, brought the the national and international sticker album back to the village of Denor itself Oh, we certainly have, Jerry. Actually, it was introduced by our good friends uh, over in Stabannon. Right. Um, they were the first GAA club in the country to um, bring this to fruition, and we're the second. So we're delighted to be able to um, to bring this to the club. It's fantastic for our members, and, and that's the, it. Was initially brought forward for all our members, especially our juniors, our nursery groups, our juveniles. Uh, to see themselves in a high-quality, top-end publication, just like their Lionel Messi's and their Ronaldo's. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think it's fantastic. And hats off to Stabannon for coming up with it. And you're number yeah. two now in the country, as you said. So what happens? Each member, and especially the young people, their photo is taken professionally. Is that it? Absolutely. I was, in, I, I was lucky enough to um, be a photographer myself, so I was able to take the photos of the children. So it was great. It was great from start to finish. It was so exciting. The kids really jumped on board with the idea. Uh, they knew exactly what was going to happen and the finished product. And to say the excitement around the pitch was just phenomenal on all the photo days. And indeed all the way through the whole project. Um, we started initially back June, July with the inception of it. So it was a long time in the making, but... Absolutely, completely worth it in the end. To see their faces when we launched this book last Sunday and to see them get, get their own stickers in the, in the pack, it was just, it was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal reaction. Um, 282 stickers in total. Is it all junior members or have you involved any of the adults? Oh, no, absolutely. The senior team as Everybody. well. Everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Every player, every playing member of the club was involved. So there was team pictures, there was referees, there was nurseries, juniors, all our age groups, all the way up up to the seniors. And even the seniors were guilty last Sunday of uh, buying box of stickers themselves. So <laughs> I, there'll be arguments now at their training on who has who. So I can, I'm looking at the swapsies as a member of your senior team swaps with an underage. Isn't it great just to oh, picture that happening? Absolutely. <laughs> the album yeah. obviously is is a printed album that these pictures all go into. Yes. Yes, it's a very high quality publication now. It's it's you you definitely you'd say it was a Match Attack album or a Panini album, no problem whatsoever. It's it's top end publication. Uh, the stickers themselves are done to a very very high quality. Um, it's the stickers we have them available in two local shops, um, the Brink in, in Ratroina and today's local in the Nor. I know the kids have been in and out there getting their stickers. We had launch book day special where they could buy a box of stickers uh, a complete box there were 17 packs in it for the price of 15 and they were guaranteed no doubles so that made a huge yeah. uh, impact on their book uh, to start them off oh, and to, to see them getting their own picture cards out and their own stickers out 
and swapping with each other and but even just to see the goodwill of the kids if they came across their friend in a packet and just literally handing them the sticker yeah to them, it, it was it, it was it was a sight to behold now it was, it was fantastic there's more to this than just the stickers it's uh, a really really good uh, method of getting everybody to know one another to Absolutely. become familiar with all the people in their club and to bond you know I know you bond through football or through your team but you have a lot of teams out there and you have a lot of people playing it's terrific it is it is and especially the, the younger members like you say they're coming in from nursery groups so they're coming in at the very very start and what a way to start them off uh, such a great physical activity the social the personal development ends that they they get out of a GA club it, it, it's phenomenal and you see it all the way along and it gives them that push that start when they enter school all their friends are joining with them it's not as much of a problem for them they're not as nervous it's it, it, it's great it, it's totally starts them off on, on the right path and um, the GA club is definitely the way to go to do that yes and it's something they'll have and treasure forever through their lives and can look back on and bring back fond memories it's a great fundraiser for the club too it was it was we're, we're very lucky now we have uh, some phenomenal sponsors local support uh, big companies small companies they're always on board and the, the, the club lives off the community spirit um, and we have phenomenal coaching staff parents bringing the kids down to training on match days um, people making sandwiches and buns for their open blitz days you know it, it comes down to everyone everyone wants to get involved it's a great meeting point for everyone um, new families in the area they come the kids have a great leap and start with friendships and they do build lifelong friendships in the club as well it, it, it's great it really is a great place to be. Well done to you. Thank you for joining me today to relay a lovely new story about St Mary's in the North. Good luck to you with the project and to all your teams this year and into the future. And congratulations Absolutely. on being the second club after Stabann and Parnells in Loud to affect uh, a wonderful, wonderful project. Thanks, Colm. Jerry, could I mention one thing just while I have you on yes. the phone? We're launching, we're 50 years this year. Yeah. It's a fantastic achievement for the club. Uh, we've a state-of-the-art facility now. We're going to be launching it next year. It's ready to go, but we'll officially be launching it next year. We have a dinner dance. Yep. Next, the 9th of November in the West Court in Draza. Okay. Tickets will be going on sale. It's going to definitely be events to be at. Uh, past, present, future members are all welcome. So just put it out there. Come along. Come down to a club night. Come down to a training session. Come meet the gang, see what it's all about, get involved, it'll be great. And bring your stickers. You won't won't regret it. (laughs) Bring your stickers. Thanks a million, Colin. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. 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 That's Colin Brereton, their committee member with St Mary's GFC in Denor County Mead. I love the gum in the cards. Do you remember the little piece of pink gum that used to come in the cards? bright pink. Oh, bright pink. And it had a lovely flavour to it. I love the gum and the cards. We used to collect them, had piles of them, never mind albums, and swap them and everything. But did the gum ever get stuck to the cards? No, no, it was never. It was always, it was lovely. And I love the gum. I think that was part of it. You, you, not a fan of gum, no? No, no, gum is banned from my house. What? Yeah. Did you ever hear the song, Wrigley Spearmint Gum, (laughs) Gum, Gum, Shove It Up Your... And when it starts to hum, hum, (laughs) hum, you can eat your gum, gum, I don't think that was ever a song, Jerry. It was a little song we had about it anyway. (laughs) It was. 
It was. Didn't you tell me this morning that you went home one day from did, somewhere yeah. and told your mother, oh, you were chewing gum and she said, where did you get that? I was four and a half and my sister was at 16 or 17 and brought me to see Greece. And I came home and I was mad. I was going to marry John Travolta and I told my mother this and I was like, I'm going to marry John Travolta. And she's like, what have you got in your mouth? And I went, chewing gum. Where did you get that? From the seat. In the lyric. <laughs> oh, put that in the bin quick. So you took it from under the seat in the yeah, cinema and stuck it in your gob. You used to do that at school. You know at the desks in school, there'd yeah. be gum yeah. stuck up under the desk everywhere. So you actually could take it up and start chewing it again and be a bit of flavour in it. Does your chewing gum lose its flavour on the bedpost overnight? As Larry Dunnigan sang about many, many moons ago. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't like to try. <laughs> and we've lived to tell the tale, despite all. Yep. Health and safety. There you have it. I wonder it. how long that chewing gum had been on that seat in the lyric, though. <laughs> it didn't matter to you. Years. It didn't matter to you at four and a half years of age. Nope. You were growing up I was and growing up I fast. Could be sandy. <laughs> Anyway, we'll say goodbye to, today to our listeners in the company of Wet, Wet, Wet with a little help from my friends and we need you with us every day on Late Lunch. See you tomorrow, 1.30. What would you think if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out of me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song and I'll try not to sing out of key. I'll get by the little help from my friends Blackstone Motors annual sales event now on. One-off price reductions and special APR finance available during this event. Call in today and save thousands at Blackstone Motors, Drada and Dundalk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.